0: So yeah, the like Lieutenant Commander Knobloch in the in the episode, he's in like the B plot. The A plot is Picard and, and uh, Data are dealing with a big diplomatic situation trying to avert a war. But the B plot is about Riker and Lieutenant Commander Knobloch. And he's trying, like Lieutenant Commander Knobloch got transferred to the Enterprise. You know, he always dreamed of working on the flagship. He's like, he has a fine career and a perfect spotless record. You know, the first thing is like Riker looking at him and interviewing him and he's like, your record's immaculate, Lieutenant Commander. And he's like, yes, sir. But then, like, over time, over the course of the B-plot, they they run into issues because Knobloch wants to do things purely by the book. He's like, he's right. a by the book man. Right. You know, he's like a Virginia farm boy. And he's like, well, you know, sir, the regulation says in records, just like, I didn't ask you to quote the regulations to me,
1: Commander. And
0: yeah, he's but like, he's he not. Under,
1: it's all about Riker. Not, Go ahead. He's not aggressively by the book, though. He's just by the book because... He's like a hayseed. Totally, totally, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing egotistical about it at all. He just like that's what he
0: knows, you yeah. know. And then Riker eventually teaches him that like it's a, it's more important to yes know the regulations, yes have the system, but also to play off of the other people on your team to treat right. your to treat the other your 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 other off Starfleet officers with like a certain uh, esprit de corps, if you will. Yeah. Um. And then at the very end, they find out he's like a robot. There's like an accident. <laughs> His arm comes out and says, like, oh, he's a robot the whole time. <laughs> he's like a Sunni like a Dr. Soong robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the vibe I'm getting. It's either that or it is the dad from 101 Dalmatians. 100%. I like him, though. He's fine. He seems like a good dude to be, you know, simple. Yeah. I, it's like we have the like, we have a coach standing behind the bench. who's He doesn't get rattled. I don't think he's ever been rattled by anything. If he's if he's ever been
1: rattled, he's never shown it. He's he always looks like completely bewildered. Like he looks, I've never seen. Yeah, but that's better than that's better than rattled though. Bewildered is.
0: I mean, as long as you're not as long as you're not totally, totally like catastrophically bewildered, like deer in the headlights bewildered. He doesn't look like that. You're crazy. You're crazy. Well I mean he's figuring it out for the first time. He's wanted this shit for probably like six years. When was the last time you waited for your dream job for six years and then got it? You know? Yeah, like I'd probably look I mean, a little fucking never. like
1: <laughs> Yeah. I guess you got me there.
0: It's a really big, it's a really big game though against Vegas, baby. It's a really big game.
1: Yeah, like the other games don't really matter. That's what I'm saying. Like this game against Washington, like that <laughs> the Thanks. Thanksgiving brunch game. The only games yeah. the Oilers have won have been, like, freak show games. Like, the, the Calgary Flames game, right? That, that was um, yeah, games
0: where the other team kind of sucked it up. They kind of really sucked. And
1: then, like, they also played, like, the Thanksgiving brunch game against Washington, where everyone was like, all right, this team's back, baby. Well, hey, I mean, yes. It's like this is the
0: true test the true test is starting yeah. now this is like the first like first exam of the year that actually like counts towards your final grade like the whole team's been like fucking around in class like fucking Hyman's like throwing balled up papers hitting new to yeah. the back of the head and new just like turning around and there's horseplay and like you know all this shit and the teacher's just like look okay everybody i know we're having a fun time so far this semester but yeah. this, fir- this is the first exam that's going to count 10 percent towards the end of your grade and they're all like oh man it's, See, just, the it's a is- Vegas game
1: The thing is, though, the last time I saw the Oilers play a team worth a darn, that team was the Carolina Hurricanes. And that was like the worst disaster (laughs) I'd ever seen. And tomorrow
0: could could be a total disaster, too. You know, could be a total disaster. But I feel like I feel like in the, the last two games, I've seen a team that has learned to relax a little bit, like just like all the fucking pressure. That they had earlier on in the year and all all the shit going on swirling around the team, the hell mouth energies of Edmonton where like literally it's just every post game they're like so like what's the deal like, like, I feel like in so many of those post game interviews not so many but like it too many and it's really only one or two times but it's one or two times too many. The reporter goes in and they're like, look, I'm emotionally distraught. I don't know how to deal with my emotions. You explain why I feel so shit right now. Right. Make, sure. is, okay, what are you going to say that's going to make me feel better? It's <laughs> like, my answer would be, sir, you need to learn to regulate your own emotions. You know, I'm yeah. not here. I'm not here to apologize for your negative experience, uh, given that we got like our asses <laughs> like tonight. Yeah. Well, you,
1: see, but that's only because that's the. That's just uh, Mark Spector and that crew. They've been working like they need to stop. There's there too. It is them. That's they've been the working.
0: They've been working there the whole time, and it's like yeah, there's exactly. it's too much. It's too much, bro. It's just. So I, I, I mean, it's what. Well, what do you think about this? though? everyone says accountability. Like literally, the word everyone was saying every three words was accountability, for like months there. It's died down yeah. a little bit now. I just think it's interesting. I mean, yes, you're a journalist. I mean, for example, journalists in general, writ large in society do actually have a a function that you could call accountability in terms of holding institutions to account reporting on important issues, you know, that are germane to the public, you know, in general. Yes. Sports journalism though. While I'd say there's probably some of that, certainly when you're dealing with like stories of like real social significance, like whether or not Corey Perry slept with Conor Bedard's mom or, (laughs) Or whether someone like, did you see the footage of what's his name drunk in the back of the police car? That shit was crazy, bro. No, I
1: didn't did you see nice. that
0: one? I mean, not that's also. I'm kind of. I'm kind of picking the most sensational examples, which are bad examples. But there's like tons of really important stories and tons of like important journalism that happens within the hockey journalism realm. At the same time, when the Oilers are like two and seven, and the reporters are just going in there and being like, "Don't you like winning more than you like losing?" I don't know if that's holding them accountable. I don't think that's what's happening there. I don't view that. I mean, for one.
1: I think Mark Spector, I think crazy Mark Spector is like asking that question from like the pits of his soul. Like it's a question from the man Mark Spector. And he's wondering because I think he's he's just I think he's lost his way. I don't think he's a
0: bad guy. I think he's just tired of the job. I feel like he's like reached the pinnacle of a certain career path. Deep down I think he probably might have wanted to do something for a little something else for a little while.
1: When well, I've been there man, want- I've
0: been there. I like I've been in that exact situation.
1: I think he just wants commiseration from the Oilers at this point. He wants like their empathy. Like he feels as though he's in this with them. And he's almost like asking questions that he knows the answers to and wants to hear The Oilers validate his feelings. Like, that's what I mean. Like, he's it feels like a group therapy type dynamic. Yeah, exactly. He's just covering them improperly. Like, it's and it's either because he's been doing it for too long that he's like more than inserted himself into the story. Like, his emotions are completely tied up in this thing. And he's like asking questions, you know, it's just it's way too much, or he should cover them differently. Like, and that goes for like all sports journalism like it's crazy oh i feel like like what are
0: you adding to the the, what are you adding to the equation what are you illuminating what are you revealing what are you what are you providing in terms of like inquiry or conversation or discourse that actually takes the conversation to an interesting place as opposed to a place where you say hey you know like would you rather win a game uh four one instead of like six five
1: yeah and i mainly like talking about like the scrum like the scrum is the biggest it's the biggest culprit. Like it makes no sense that whole situation when it's just like a bunch of people like throwing questions at a guy, or like at anyone who just, has just stepped off of like the field of play. Yeah, I know. I know it is. It is intense. <laughs> it's well, I feel like weird, it's weird too because <laughs> I feel like.
0: But anytime I look at a scrum, that's a, like a, a, a game, like down in the states somewhere, like any any American team, there's a totally different vibe. There's cool. like a much more like there's a much more consistently, uh, there's more consistently a vibe where they're actually asking questions they want answers to and that are interesting and dynamic yeah. and like speak to either the game or the team or the situation or the league or the the play, individual player or whatever, like something where it's like, hey, I want to I wanna find this out. I want to find out what the player has to say about this. Yeah, more maybe. consistently, I'm getting questions from the American reporters that are like actually like fit that bill, which is all I want.
1: I, I want I, I just want
0: think, to find out interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, I think like uh, certain members of the Oilers scrum have just gone crazy. Like it's been too much. Like the ride has been too long and Are you kidding me? I, it's
0: like 40 years in the desert.
1: Not to say I don't, something. it's crazy, man. I don't hold them accountable really for I don't know. I don't hold them accountable for like anything they do. I know because they're they, Maybe they're, they're
0: forced to cover the team. Are you kidding me? Like when when it looked like we were like possibly like this whole year has been the most stressful for all those
1: guys, in and way. they've done that every year. I know. And how many like years have they done it? Where
0: it's like already November. Like, it's like, oh, now the death march begins. <laughs> we're gonna we're Ugh. gonna walk towards the cliff like lemmings for the next six calendar months because this is our job. We have to talk about the orders five days
1: a week, and all we can do is ask questions.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you can't really like begrudge them too much in that sense. I just sometimes Ugh. I feel like I can't I can't take some of the questions sometimes. And yeah, it's not because, it's not because, you know, I think I want to burn anybody. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a literate consumer of media and that's my personal opinion. And I, I feel entitled to it as a individual shit. consumer. You know, we're not inside those hallowed halls, you know, like when no. we describe the scrum and we critique the scrum, we're critiquing a place and a, as, and we're critiquing something that we hold in tremendous reverence and have nothing well. but respect for. You know, and if, like, we ever, if we were ever in that room while that scrum was going on, we'd just be hearing the like,
1: oh, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the scrum should be abolished. I don't have any respect for it. Zero.
0: Scrum abolishment? Yeah. It makes no. Know- sense it's absurd. Like, what is going on? I actually like the vibe where they're doing the interviews at the table
1: with the mic a lot better.
0: They do that in like the American sports
1: uh, by like, you know. Like I think usually, the scrum right? goes on. I think the scrum goes on everywhere. There's just, like, different versions of the scrum. And I think they're all, I mean, maybe, like, with with the coach. I don't know. Maybe. I guess just when they're in the locker room, that's, like, absurd to me. Completely absurd.
0: I, I, I mainly wish that it never happened, had never had to happen right after a fucking playoff exit. Because, like, that, shit, sort of, that, that shit's, like, theater of cruelty or some shit.
1: Any sort of interview. It's, like, the equivalent of when you see somebody, like, running up, like, somebody's walking down courtroom steps and somebody walks up to them and they're like hey what do you think of that and the guy's like in those cases though that person always just is like no comment no question like pushes the camera like yeah. imagine like if athletes did that in the scrum like there's this it's just crazy they should I abolish. I, just, Go ahead. I don't understand that relationship like I don't get that dynamic it's, it's very old fashioned like, it's like something out of the 20s it's like old time yeah. newsman things which but is but cool. in the 20s in the twenties, like people were coming down steps and like not talking to court cameras either. It's just like such a juxtaposition of you have just done one thing, you're still completely there. Like, what kind of interview? Like, what is? There's no, you're not getting like any sort of like. Um, well, just valid, imagine like valid answers. Like, there's way too much rapid You haven't had it. enough
0: time to like context switch in your brain. This is like it's like the thing where you don't want to do back to back Zoom meetings for hours. Because the brain needs five or 10 minutes yeah. to like switch context. So just imagine if at the end of your day, you're clocking out at five o'clock, you punch your punch your time card, you get out there and Daniel Nugent Bowman is like, okay, so how do you think things went today? It's a pretty shitty day, right? You really didn't accomplish much. You think this is going to continue for much longer? <laughs> and you're like, uh, well, you know, it's been a challenging time at the office, uh, you know, when the printer went down and, and uh, the internet issues. Um you know, just then, none
1: of it makes any sense, man. It's <laughs> absurd. It's completely, it's like a Monty Python sketch doing that to somebody, I think. I think the table and microphone is more dignified. Yeah, I mean, it's more of an interview, right? Like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, what is the scrum? Is that an interview? Like, what is that? What's that called? Is it just called a scrum? It's a terrible it name to call anything. The branding well, is horrible. Is what it is? I just don't get the purpose of it. What do you, like what a, do you what's the scrum? best possible way a scrum can go? Like a blooper? <laughs> Somebody does something stupid. I don't know. I think Brish
0: Golov's Golov scrum went well. I love all the Brish Golov quotes. I mean, I think it's fine. I think they should reduce the scrums by 30%. But in lieu of that, do like Gonzo style journalism where like they're out and about in the real world, hanging out with the players. Like, for example, when they're interviewing them at like the golf charity event, that those yeah. are always great interviews because everyone's relaxed. Everything's chill. You know, they have like something else going on. It's not just like them. Like going to Nuge and being like, so Nuge, like you know, you've. like do you think Nuge hasn't like dealt with like the fucking mental scars of like all the all the losing over the years? Like he wants to win uh, more than anyone else, you know. Like I think actually Nuge is one of the few ones that like happens, doesn't like, really get like thrown under the bus by the media that much. No, but the thing the thing about Nuge, they did like, they threw him under the bus for like
1: four years though. So. <laughs> the thing about Nuge though is like once the playoffs come, like Nuge like disappears completely.
0: No, man, he puts up points in the playoffs. You're kidding me. No, no, he doesn't.
1: Whatever. He gets man. like he gets like thrown around. Nuge is too tiny. Nuge
0: has a huge heart, bro. Okay, let's look at his playoff numbers here. Since since yeah. you since you besmirched his honor. Yeah, he likes to Okay. Last year in the playoffs, he had 11 points in 12 games. And then the year before that, he had fucking 14 and 16 games. So yeah. that's not disappearing that's yeah, basically dude. just that's basically just doing his job without you really anyone noticing because he just does it in a non-flashy way
1: uh, that was gotcha. a really sick
0: goal he had on that breakaway pass that pass by darnell nurse was sweet yeah it was that was great like it's so funny like the juxtaposition of like the tone of criticism darnell nurse gets remotely like in the media in text and over audio like on shows and stuff versus the amount of hostility in the scrum like can you imagine if like some of the reporters you imagine if like Mark Spector just like read out some of his articles in front of Darnell Nurse in person. Like, what do you think the vibe would be a little tense, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I mean it's funny
0: though, because like how many times do you have to do that where like you talk to someone and they're like, so would you rather would you rather win four uh, one than lose the would than win six five? Hey answer so me be that, and then, then like two weeks later, you're reading the paper, and it's like Darnell Nurse has never been a good defenseman in his entire time in Edmonton. Really, he's always been frustrating. Oh, frustrating. Yeah. Always seems to have defensive lapses. Blah blah, blah blah It's like, dude, like you. I just talk. I talk to you like five times a week, and then like I go and like read what you're posting. It's like it's like you're friends with someone, and then you go and <laughs> see them just shit posting yeah. on you like all the time.
1: Yeah, that's why this makes like no sense. Like this whole operation is fucking absurd. I mean, obviously they're not friends, but like, why the fuck
0: can't there be a more positive engagement? Why can't everyone be adding something to the pile instead of just like pushing blame around constantly? Well, like, sure, if if people are eating, what a thing to
1: ask of the press, though. Like, it's absurd to ask that of the press. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's it's just the the ship has sailed. Like we're through the looking glass. As
0: soon as we start doing, true. That. We don't really believe in the. I mean, we stopped believing in the press about twenty years ago. We stopped believing in like science, I guess, like three years ago. Experts are on the way out. Any kind of expert, I
1: don't An think expert? you could ever.
0: What kind of society doesn't value expertise anymore? I don't know. Society on the brink of collapse. My friend, that kind of society. It's not good. It's not good. But I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, stress. In terms of stress management techniques, the best stress management technique I have. I don't think I was. I think we're recording when I said this. But white shoes, everybody. Mm. Switch your entire wardrobe to an all-white shoe wardrobe, and you'll be way. You'll be far too worried about maintaining the cleanliness of those shoes. You won't even have time to stress out about the Oilers or anything else anymore. You've got a full-time job. Your full-time job is deciding. I mean. Edmonton isn't getting a lot of snow right now, so how much sludge is there out there right now?
1: It's like bone dry. All right, perfect. Bone dry. It's so weird, man. What the fuck is going on? No, no, it is starting. It it is feeling very strange today. Tonight was the first time it really hit me because I've been like wearing my winter coat, of course, you know, but it's like plus four or five outside. Like I don't really need to be wearing my parka. And today was the first day where I was like, "Yeah, this is stupid. Like, why am I wearing my winter coat? It's not winter." But um, uh, and that's because it's not. But it really should be. Maybe I don't know El Nino. Yeah. El, El Nino. Nino. El Nino, the child, Jesus. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, uh why, don't, why don't leave it there, though, bro? Great uh, chatting. I think the painting is coming along really well, and I think we you should consider the the McTavish piece. I think that's going to uh, be a really good commission. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm just going to stop the recording here, but I'll just let everyone know our outro today will be uh, the name of this song is Pretty You Ugly by a band called X Girl, who are kind of my new favorite like punk rock band. Hmm. I think it's from like 2006, possibly produced by Jello Biafra. So, oh, yeah, really? enjoy.
1: When to find the real stars You never know the big mistakes you make